Welcome back to the Long Haul Podcast. We're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. In the club with my homies. <laughs> yep. Those are the words. Keep going. Those are it. You got Ready it. Ready to leave. And she was checking up on me. <laughs> so we bought an old house. <laughs> and the more we live here, so it's a, it's a, a house for a family. And a couple with no kids um, lived here. So most of the house was never used. So the more we live here, the more we use it, the squeakier everything gets. Yeah. And you were like, oh, babe, can you put grease on that door so it's not so squeaky? It's like, no, this is the house. There's this pocket door that goes from like our front foyer to the kitchen and it's it's amazing because it's acted like a gate for the kids so they can't have access to the stairs from the kitchen um and then at night we'll just close it because it will kind of drown out sound from going upstairs but at now when you move the door it's like yeah well and what's (laughs) tough is our dog has knocked it off the tracks like four times. Oh, yeah. If he, he's shut in this area, he just like aggressively hits that right. door. If, if someone's at the door, he hears the doorbell. He just like will run headfirst into it <laughs> or like try to knock it down. Oh, Hutch, he's a goober. So now our house just makes noises and putting kids down in a house that makes noises is so much fun. But we do need to re-grease the doors upstairs because they've started to squeak again. Yeah. Because um, the other day... I thought I had Jovi down-ish. Well, she was quiet enough that I could have snuck out of her room. Yeah. And so I started sneaking out of her room. Then I moved the door. And I was like, Arr. and she's like, Mama. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, wake up. I know. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> That's how the door speaks. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah, it is squeaky. Vito had to do a bunch of things to the floor upstairs. It, our room upstairs is the squeakiest floor ever. I know. And it's got carpet. It's so hard to make it unsqueaky. So it'll be fun. <laughs> Our house has character. It has a lot of character. We love it and it's a home and people feel welcome here, I hope. And yeah, we try to make it as cozy as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a, a lot of years for us to save up to try to redo some update stuff it. the way yeah. we want to. Do some floors, maybe get some lights in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I know something that you want to talk about so liz liz was so we we don't have time no 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 we don't have time to watch shows really which i want to watch ted lasso the season three came out yes and liz was watching the show and she's like oh my gosh i'm watching the show it's really good i think you would like it it just like sucked you in and i got super like drawn into it and i'm like i have to finish the show yeah so i was like all right what what's it called and you're like it's called nine perfect strangers it's on Hulu, um, and you're like kind of explaining to me. I'm like, all right, okay. There's it's, a lot of big names in it. Yeah, I'm like, it's... okay, it's got my interest. Not because of the names, but kind of what you were saying. So I start watching it, and I'm like, I hate this show. Like it, it, it was, it was too. It, I, I don't have time to watch TV. So when I do, I want it to be like lighthearted. It was way too heavy. It was way too like. And you're the one who usually watches the heavier shows, like Succession. That's not heavy. That's funny to me. I don't know. Nah, it's dramatic. I don't. I can't get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's drama, but they're not like going into past trauma and and 
like depression and all that's like that, that's what i'm saying it was too heavy not that it was too much drama it was just too heavy but i have to finish it because you need closure you need you need closure on something that you know sucks you in like that it's a really good show it's really well done and i just didn't get the closure it mm. ended and i was like okay cool i'm sure this is like based loosely off of a, a you know i'm sure this has happened before or whatever and like yeah it's cool you know they use things for what i don't want to blow i don't want to like ruin it for anybody but i was like this was not worth it for me and it was what and when it ended i was like that shows. was really good so it was like eight, eight hours episodes. eight episodes there around like 45 minutes yeah so each. whatever it was like seven hours of unneeded stress for me mm-hmm. and uh I like those mini series though. Like I guess yeah. I did get into some dramatic ones and I feel like most of them involve Nicole Kidman because she's the like in this nine perfect strangers. And then she was in that Moulin Rouge. <laughs> no, Such there was, there was the one I can't remember now. It was a really good. Oh, where they, um, with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. She, um, someone dies. Yeah. And, uh, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. What is it called? That was it was on HBO. It was, that was a really, really good, good one. Yeah, something liars. S- pretty little lie. No, because no, no. it's something, but it's something like that. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, we'll that was a up. good show. Yeah, Big um, Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like that had a f- couple of seasons, two or three, but it was still like short series type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those short series are really good. Then Nicole Kidman was in that other one with her husband. Moulin Rouge. No. Oh, which one? Um, uh, I think he was being accused of a murder and they had a son. There was a mistress. Oh yes. That was her too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was, a yeah. Good she one was too. like in a bunch of those like mini series yeah. ones that were really See, I'm good. I'm fine with that kind of stress. Right. With this one, it was like, yeah, digging up past trauma for me. I don't understand why it's like, but it was a really well done show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it really sucks you in. And I guess like I have enough stress. Like I don't need to get sucked in. The, you don't want to be stressed out watching something. Characters stress. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't suck me in, I guess. Well, good for you. Liz. I know. I'm just awesome like that. You're but better speaking, than I am. Speaking of ex- or past trauma, <laughs> I wanted to talk about exes <laughs> on here. Um, I don't know what brought this up for me the other day. Um Oh, I actually do know what brought it up. Mm -hmm. So I saw this video um, of somebody on Instagram talking about like losing weight and like compliments that people give. And when you have an eating disorder, like it's not constructive hearing those things because they don't know what's going on with your mental health and things like that. Sure. And so I, I was thinking about a comment that was made to me after my ex and I broke up and I had like lost a little bit of weight, but looking back, like I was never big, you know, like I, when we dated and stuff like that, which I guess is like besides the point, but like we ran into each other a couple months after we broke up and he was like, damn Liz, why didn't you look like this when we were together? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I still remember that comment 10 years later. And like, what an, what an a-hole to say something like that. Mm. Like I was at the peak of my eating disorder and I was in a really bad place. Like what I looked like was not healthy. Yeah. And he knew that I had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Like that's like so messed up. So then I was just like thinking about different things and like when we broke up and I'm like, then I got like mortified 
that <laughs> I'm just too nice of a person. And like, I knew our breakup was coming. We both knew that it was coming. I had actually tried to break up with him like two months before. And he's like, no, no, no. And then when we broke up, he's like, I just really want to be alone right now. And I wrote him like this nine or 11 page letter of just like thanking him for everything I learned through our relationship, wishing him the best, saying how he deserves all these amazing. I'm just like so nice. Yeah. And I'm like, what? pieces of past relationships do exes maybe still have you know how like for a while Mm -hmm. you have like a box of something of your exes of things you collected when you were dating or Mm -hmm. whatever it was mementos and i'm like what if he still has like a box of past stuff of us and this letter is still somewhere in his possession i'm like oh god please no like i hope that that is like destroyed thrown away forgotten about yeah because i should have just been like you know what we're good you know like right i'm just too nice no it's not that you're too nice is that you i don't know i don't want anyone to not like me right that's probably more i wanted him to like you wanted that on good terms you wanted him to like have a positive thought about you when yeah not like your last thought is this horrible breakup or whatever you just like dang she's a really good person right 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 (laughs) Right. You are very nice. I'm not taking that away from you. Mm-hmm. With coupled with that, you definitely want people you yeah, what did you just say? You want people to like me. Like you. Yeah. Right. Or just like, yeah, I'm sure that was part of it. Right. Is this the same guy that we went to church with? Yeah. Um so I was like, what parts of that like of past so really were you um did you ever see the that top drawer I had in my bedroom? Yes, I did. Okay. And so, so I was also bringing that up because yeah. I made you get rid of all those. You didn't make me. I was going to. We were moving into this house or something. We were, I was emptying out all the drawers and I was like, oh, look at this. I had kept like four things. I had kept like a... It wasn't even full, the drawer. There was like a couple things that like... Even my ex from high school I had. I just, but I always thought it was funny. You, no, I'm pretty sure you had a drawer full of it was not ex full. stuff. It was not full. There was a lot. I had all the garters of all the girls I went to prom with. Which is so funny. Because I thought it was funny because I had like 20 of them. Right. I went to you so had, many you proms. had like a drawer full of garters. Which is weird because that was not a thing when I went to high school at all. I had never even heard of right, that. Right. And nothing sexual even happened. Like you right. just get them. Right. I, I, would, I never closed. I did not ho- i was a makeout band and that's about it yeah i'd never hooked up with girls but i had all these garters and i thought it was funny because of all the dances i went to because mm-hmm. i was always like everybody's date well, my not, friend doesn't have a date right Do you right take right her? Oh, your, your yeah, cousins yeah my cousin's friend would be you know her f- date would bail on her the night before and then they would call me mm-hmm. i went to like three of those mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah i'll go whatever i'm not paying for it like i'd barely know this person or or whatever you know yeah they're like a hundred bucks each yeah, i'm in high ridiculous. school i don't you know i have a job but whatever i'm like yeah i'll go i'm like but do i have to pay for or i wouldn't pay for like her dinner or whatever right yeah I'd cover mine and whatever it is but um so I, I had that was in there and then i had a picture of my high school girlfriend <laughs> that she made for me that i and i think she it, I look back at it. I'm like, oh, what a what a fun, you know, like what a fun time. It didn't end well. Didn't end whatever. We were in high school, and uh, she. It was a picture of us going like, 
sophomore sophomore homecoming or something and then she wrote like forever and always on it and looking back it's like what are you talking about forever and always right you know yeah. the stuff you say in high school is so funny mm-hmm. and then my ex that we dated for a long time i had what did i have of hers she made me there was like a white piece of paper she put like lipstick kisses on and then there was like a like a small teddy bear or something like that but i didn't i i I had put this stuff in our my drawer before we even like like i had moved out lived downtown Mm -hmm. for like six years it's all there Mm -hmm. all this stuff has always been there moved back to my parents house didn't you know forgot it's even there and then when we were moving out i was like holy crap i still have all this stuff what else did I have in there? I think that was it. I don't it. remember. I think that was it. I don't remember. Um, I mean, you you saw my tub. Oh, there was a pillow that said, um, to get f- with you is the best place to be or something like that. And you're like, you need to get rid of that pillow. And I was like, oh, I don't remember no this. problem getting rid of it. But that was one that you were like, we're not bringing that to the new house. Because it was like a cute pillow. It would have been fine in our house. But knowing that my ex gave it to me, hmm. it wasn't like a veto I love you pillow. It was yeah, like a, it was like a cute that. Hallmark pillow. I was also a little more jealous right when we got married. Right when we got married? Yeah. When we got married, we were talking were about this the other day. When you said Liz married? is kind of jealous. Yeah, I still think you are. Not, not at all. Not like I was. Babe, sometimes we'll be walking. I'll be like, yo, did you see that lady just gave me the eye? And you'll be like, where is she? Yeah, obviously. Joking around. Mm -hmm. Okay. You almost beat somebody up when we were getting ice cream at Green Valley. Yeah, I almost did. (laughs) Which is, uh, in all truth, like neither of us are super jealous people. No, it wasn't wasn't a jealousy thing. For me, it's not a jealousy thing. It's a disrespect thing. Yeah. But I wasn't standing next to you, so I gave him a benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But I definitely made him know <laughs> to look away. <laughs> I was completely oblivious this entire time. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Just smack that guy around. You saw my ex tub, though, when we were in Texas. Remember, I had all these love letters oh from my gosh. like. Yeah, I had a half of a drawer. You had literally a tub. A three foot by three foot tub of just like love letters. Yeah. And, oh, I can't wait to see you. We're going to, whatever, like, thank you for putting your PlayStation away to come see me or whatever it was. I'm like, dude, this is obnoxious. Yeah, from forever ago. And I got rid of all of it. Yeah, but you sat and read through all of them. I thought it was funny. I didn't read through all of them. Uh-huh. You read a lot of so them. So actually, I had a, um, I don't know if it was in my Dropbox or in like a hard drive. I had found uh, my ex. We had like, we're, we dated for years and then we were like on and off for a couple of years. Just a lot of stuff was happening. And I had written her. Like the second time we broke up or whatever, I had written her like a letter every day or something that I would like email to her or maybe it was just for me. I don't, I don't even know if she ever saw them. Yeah. But I found them and I, I didn't even read them. I just 
deleted them and I was like, I don't need this. Yeah. I don't even want to see what I said because right, I was like. Right, because once you feel mortified kind of. Yeah, I, d- I didn't want to relive any of that or like, you know. Yeah. You say things when you're in love. Right. And I also think that you say things more <laughs> when you're young and in love versus when you've learned some lessons and you're older. Because like if I could go back and like past relationships, past breakups, I would handle and do things so completely different because I also know more of my worth now. I know mm-hmm. I have a different tolerance for people or at least intimate relationships. Yeah. The level of respect. Um, and like, obviously like how, like knowing what incredible love is out there, like being in a relationship where you feel so validated and heard and seen and like not made to feel crazy or that you have to earn or, you know, like anything like that, which a lot of that, I'm not putting that like completely on that other person. Those were a lot of my own insecurities and my things that I went to went through but like knowing what I know now like going back I you know first of all I wouldn't have been in most of these relationships or if I could just go back and handle the breakups differently I think being in those relationships allow you to be who you are for sure now for sure but I'm like you know I you can't change anything because then we might not even be together right but if I could handle certain things differently I would have loved to have not been so nice and just like so much easier to walk away and be like, you know what? I deserve better. Bye. I don't, you know, take yeah. thing. I don't think I would have handled any. I think I would have said all the same things. I think I would have done all the same things. I think the way I handled things in my mind, I genuinely felt as if I was being very loving and very kind. What I think I would have done differently was not taking it so personally. Mm-hmm. I think I put a lot of guilt and stress on myself. And I think instead of just looking at the situation like I do, like I can now because I've learned mm-hmm. and being like, okay, and kind of detach from it or learn from it quicker, I guess. But I think all the lovey-dovey stuff, I would have said the same. I look back at it now and, and like, I don't want to reread it because it's embarrassing because because of that the relationship would not have ever worked you know but i would say the same things to you you mm-hmm. know like when when you're in love you say lovey-dovey stuff mm-hmm. but i think it's embarrassing because it's like well clearly we weren't gonna work you know right right it's like you're so fighting for something that is going nowhere right like you look back did i ever tell you about that dream i had you've told me about a lot of dreams and, okay so when i was I don't know if it was in college or after college. I was living downtown. I had to have told you this dream. I had a vivid, vivid dream that I was walking around my old house with my like six-year-old self. I never told you this. I think you did. Yes. So so my six-year-old, six-year-old me was hand in hand walking 21-year-old me around my old house Mm -hmm. and i was in the dream i was both people people yeah like i was experiencing it from each perspective Mm -hmm. and the older me was just crying the whole dream and then when i woke up 
I started crying. And uh, and all my six-year-old me was doing was like, this is where I sleep. This is where we eat dinner. This is, oh, these are my toys. Oh, this is my friend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just like innocent, you know, just like walking around, whatever. And I remember being like so, I don't know the emotion, but it was such a, like a life-changing dream. Hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I have had to have told You've you that You've told dream. me about yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to cry. I can still feel it. Yeah. Today. That's that wild. 10 years ago or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's wild. That's so crazy. It's really crazy. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think changed for you after you had that dream? I think what, I think in, it, initially I was really, it was through a stressful time in my life where I was reeling a lot, uh, realizing a lot of hardships of life. And I think I was longing for the innocence of life. Mm-hmm. And the younger me was loving the older me and being like, there's, just don't worry about it you know like mm-hmm. look at all this cool stuff look look this is my house like it's oh like there's not it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know like look at all this fun stuff and it was innocent and it was like just i felt very connected like very present i think that's what i needed in that moment so that that's what that dream was telling me then was just kind of like connect with your innocent self connect with like your younger self and try not to get sucked into the world Mm -hmm. and yeah there's a lot of negative evil stuff but also there is a space for just genuine happiness and it doesn't take a lot right i think that's what i needed Mm -hmm. like a dream like that Mm -hmm. but i was battling you know, because right. you want to help and you want to be there and you want to figure things out. And why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why, why, why? And it's like, it's a tough battle. You know, it's fighting the good fight. Like, that's what I, when people say, oh, I'm fighting the good fight. <clears throat> what I think fighting the good fight is, is the internal battle. You know, the battle between do I get sucked into the world, the things of the world, or do I stay present and focus on the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I consider fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are really good points. I feel like focusing on the present is really, really important. Yeah. It's very important. I feel like I've been better at that lately, which is nice. Like just having more fun with the girls. Yeah. And not worrying about things that were clouding a lot of mental space before well i mean so we grew up in a time where we grew up without technology and then it it came through so i was watching jovi eating blueberries last night and she was so tired (laughs) and like the lights were really low in our house and it was late and she was like she's like i'm tired i'm hungry you know i need a snack so i we put on some i put on some like soft music on the phone and i was just watching her eat blueberries and like she doesn't know time you know, right, like yeah. everything is right now mm-hmm. and she could do things a hundred times in a row and it, it, she's not like, Oh, I give up. You know, it's just like, she's just in it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so present. And then I would, I brought me back to the times where I would sit at the table late at night mm-hmm. having like a late night snack. Mm-hmm. And you remember not, not like technology is really, there's pros for sure. 
but it's really taken us away from just like living. Yeah. And just watching her eat brought me so much joy. <laughs> right. Being in the presence of sitting yeah. there and scrolling on your phone, waiting for her to finish her snack. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she would look up at me and then we would make eye contact and then I would just smile and then she would smile. And then the song kind of had like a repetitive beat. So we were sitting there in silence for a good like five minutes. And then she just like caught the beat and started moving her shoulders to the beat, like dancing, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I was moving my shoulders dancing and then we were kind of like playing a silly game of like copying each other, you know? And it just, it's like, this is, this is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? She's so stinking cute. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, I wanted to ask one more question about the Xbox quick. Do you think that after you get married or once you're at a certain point that it's appropriate to hold on to mementos from past relationships? Uh, No, I don't think it's appropriate. Or is it situational? I don't think I have anything. Yeah, you got stuff, I'm sure. No, I don't think it's appropriate. I'm sure there are situations where it is appropriate. I mean, I have like I like if you're like if a watch that like my if, ex bought me, but I don't view that as like. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, personally, I'm pretty sure we talked about that. But if before. you cared, right? Which I don't. If you're like, no, no, like I just, and you know, I, I want this not because I like the watch, but because I want it. No, it's because it's cute, but right i don't there's no attachment to it right so yeah you were in relationships where like you were bought high price item things by one person who couldn't give me anything else that i wanted right quality time so for me it's like (laughs) hey you don't have to sell those louboutin shoes like you can keep them if you want (laughs) i got rid of them a long time ago uh so yeah i think it's but i don't think that's like an xbox thing i think that's something that you have that came from your ex but not like an xbox right right yeah an xbox is like the stuff like yeah that paper that i had with like a ton of her lipstick on it or whatever well and we were both in relationships before where people like printed out photos and put them in albums or like you know what i mean like now nobody prints photos and puts Mm -hmm. them out like Mm -hmm. i have high school albums of things so of course if you're if you have like a high school photo book there's going to be pictures of who you went to different dances with and stuff like that i don't think that matters you need those um but i mean if it's like a bunch of pictures of you and your ex like making out like you know i think i think if you had like your high school photo booth picture and you're like "Mm, i'm keeping this Mm -hmm. it's like well why i think i'm more interested in the why yeah than anything Mm mm-hmm where I feel like you and I can have those conversations, though, and be, like, unattached to it. Yeah, but I wouldn't... Neither of us I, would have that. Right. I would get to... Like, if you wanted to keep something, I, we'd have a conversation, and I would get you to realize that it's inappropriate. Right. I wouldn't be yeah. like, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I see your point of view. I'd be like, okay, I see your point of view. Here's why you're going to get rid of it, mm-hmm. and you're going to come to that realization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like... A three hundred dollar watch that you like, go, right? Go for it. I don't right. care. I'm not buying you a watch. Right, <laughs> <laughs> babe. What if I really want one? Maybe on our tenure. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, go ahead. No, go for it. Yeah, no, I don't know if there's anything that my exes have from me mm. that I would be like, oof. I hope they can get rid of that. I don't know. 
I'm, I've written a lot of love letters for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but keep it. If it makes you feel better, keep it. I wouldn't want like, like you're embarrassed of the, of the nine page essay that you wrote. Yeah. I don't care. It's not that I'm embarrassed. It's just like Liz, like grow a pair and like, who cares? You know right. what I mean? Like it's because you more, did it for the wrong reasons. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, mostly what happened during that transitional period was like realizing that every relationship I was in, I changed, tried to change who I was for that person. Mm-hmm. Like think of the guy I dated when I was 21. That's when I got tattoos and I pierced my lip and he had to, it was, that's, I wish I could take all that stuff back. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like so dumb. And and then the next person I dated, we really had nothing in common. You know, like I'm not a materialistic person. And I feel like he viewed me as in, oh, you don't have anything nice. Like, let me whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. I like shopping at Goodwill. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to make me a better person because I, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, I've never had a sense of fashion. I don't care about fashion. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> so it's right. like, yeah, a nice pair of jeans make you feel good. Like I've realized that as I've gotten older, like buy something that makes you feel good, but the price tag for it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not that just like, there was no, I feel like he felt like he was trying to like, you, like, Oh honey. Yeah. You guys, you guys this. weren't a good match. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't care about these things. Right. But I think he felt like I was almost like trashy. Yeah, but I, I think what you're upset about is the fact that you you didn't say anything. Right. That's that what I mean. Felt, it's just you like, felt less than. And instead of saying bye, you right. said thank you. Right. Right. That's what and I mean. Like I just tried upset. to change like some of those things versus like me just. I wish I knew who I was more younger and more confident in it to not you know but obviously we do things for a reason i wouldn't be here right even if one thing just changed who knows right. how that would have changed i think you wouldn't have like yeah what i think i caught you at a good time and i helped you open up mm-hmm. to your womanhood of badassery mm-hmm. i think if you had had that you would not we would not have dated long cuz you would have been like Screw this guy. He's not going to do long distance. I don't, I'm not doing this. But because you were still on that, like, or maybe you just knew you loved me. Maybe you knew I was the one. I knew I loved you, but then you didn't know it. So then we did break up. And I was on that journey because then when we were broken up, you would like call me sometimes. I'd be like, why are you calling me? Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. You were like, all right, I'll buy a, I'll buy a flight out. No, I didn't. I know I did. Yeah. I chased you. Yeah. With conditions. I mean, with conditions. <laughs> I will date you if these things happen. You moved to Chicago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when we broke up, did you get rid of stuff? Because uh, I sent you. And you, that's the no, other thing. You sent me a lot of baskets. Yeah. But a lot of them were perishables. Like, here's an Easter basket with... Reese's and no like, I bought I you keep? like a yoga thing so there was oh, like I a mat that. a cleaner or whatever downstairs, I, got that. I sent you camping stuff still got it I made I sent like I but then no, I was, see those are high 
high price items. I would not have gotten rid of those. Like- Even if I dated somebody else, I'd be like, this is a $200 yoga mat. I'm not getting rid of this. Um, So I was thinking about that the other day, though, because I'm like, how many love letters did we write to past exes? And how many have we written to each other? So that was like the other thing that I, I was thinking about. I'm like, I need to up my game for like things that I do for Vito because I genuinely like like leaving you notes. I and I used to every once in a while. And this and and I'm a big card person. This year we didn't even get each other anniversary cards. We didn't anything. Like we went on a date, which was great. It was a very busy January, February. But right. Yeah. But like I I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh even on our anniversary, I'm like, oh I gotta get him a card. I gotta and then I just never did. And I'm like, we can't let those little things start happening. Yeah. I do think you have to look at the situation though too. Like you sent me baskets because we didn't see each other ever. And we didn't really write each other we cards because we would FaceTime for three hours every night. Mm-hmm. It was a different love letter. But you did. So you did something when we were engaged maybe. Maybe we were dating. I think it was when we were dating in my birthday card you wrote me a card and you said here are a hundred reasons why i love you and you wrote out a hundred reasons why you love me like a week and that was so amazing do you still have that yeah of course i do i have a box a veto box where in our closet in the master i don't have a liz box yeah i know you just throw yours because in random places and then i have to collect them and put them in the box well yeah keep them because in the beginning, before kids, you used to write me a letter like every day. And then it's like, okay, how many of these am I going to hold on to forever? All of them forever. Right. And then we have things where you are like a hoarder when it comes to... You'll be like, here's not. a rock I found in South Carolina when I was seven. And I just really liked it. And it's like, okay, that is get not rid true. of it. That is not true. <laughs> it, it's kind of true. It's not true. All right. I think we're on two different levels. I really appreciate the letters, but I never liked... Hold, like, you'll hold on to birthday cards mm-hmm. that say nothing on them. That just say, no, happy birthday, love. I've gone love, through and, like, gotten rid of a whatever. bunch. I've gotten rid of a bunch. But I used to, yes. Right. Where for me, it's like, I don't want to hold on to anything because right. there's just more stuff to hold on to. Right. No, I just keep stuff from you, pretty much. But, I mean, but don't you think that every once in a while, like, when I would pack your lunches... If when you open the fridge and there was like a little note for you for the day, you don't care about it. I love it. Oh, okay. You did it. like a thing like no, was, no, I love it. You didn't care. I'm like, well, if you don't care about it, I won't. No, do I love it. it. I think it's great. Right. I, I just think, think little cute. things like that just keep your relationship fresh. I feel like we're pretty good at keeping our relationship fresh. I mean, the only thing we do is sucks to keep our relationship fresh. I know. I, I was like. just thinking. <laughs> We were having sex and the other conversations. night. Oh, boy. And I accidentally burped. Oh, yeah. It smelled <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and if the roles were reversed, you would have been It was an accident. Me. I know. If it was an accident and I no, accidentally no, 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 no. burped and it smelled it was, that I, bad, you would have been at, like, Liz. I'm not mad at you when you Liz, accidentally flashed. That is disgusting. No. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Is yeah. that what I sound yeah, like? Yeah, exactly. No, it was funny. I was thinking about it. I, it came out and I was like, oh, this is such a mood killer. This is terrible. Yeah. Hi. I was like, do I ignore this or do I say something about it? Then I was like, well, that smells so bad. It's brutal. <laughs> you know, sometimes like. I think it was because we had taco. It was like Mexican food yeah, that night. Yeah. And you Some burped it up. Some foods just smell bad as a burp. 
man yeah it happens but no yeah so were you gonna share another story no i was gonna say no no i was yeah i was i just Mm -mm. i don't want to get too intimate yeah yeah we could keep it Mm -hmm. i don't think you're thinking of what i'm thinking of though okay but i think i know what you're thinking of okay (laughs) and i won't say anything but i like to keep it fresh like which i do feel like we do a pretty good job at especially for after two kids i feel like we're killing it you know um but still little things here and there like going out of your way right instead of just the daily tasks which we know that we appreciate of each other when we do them you know but like oh wow like she took the time to write this note and put it here or he took the time to he was think i know that he was thinking of me mm-hmm. that i think those little moments go really far it might depend on your love language too maybe that doesn't necessarily do something for you but i feel like in general anybody would enjoy that yeah yeah it's not it's nice obviously you're thinking of me when you're packing my lunch or getting the coffee ready but the little note that says uh, i love you you know, when you put a post-it note on the coffee machine, whatever, it's like, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's cute. Mm-hmm. So it makes you feel young again, mm-hmm. which which gives you a different kind of energy. Not that we're yeah. old, but. Mm-hmm. That, like, and high, I'm just going to say, I think what else keeps relationships fresh is making out. Yeah, you got to like I feel like a lot of people other. don't make out. They just like cut straight to it. They don't kiss that much. And I'm like, I feel like making out is like keeping you young. Yeah, I and agree. And fresh. Yeah. And car stuff. And car stuff. That's been a while. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. In the car we have now, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. So. But even like kissing at red lights and stuff, oh, holding okay. hands, car stuff, you know. Okay. Not just like. Right. Shake in the backseat. Yeah. Which has never happened. okay just saying right yeah for sure that's not what the well that's not what the i won't say (laughs) never mind (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what you're gonna say Mm -hmm. i have an idea though Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so yeah, I'd like to know what people listening think about the Xbox. Do you think it's appropriate or not? It's completely inappropriate. But like I said, I'm sure there's exceptions. Everything has exceptions. Well, it's nuanced, so it, it's situational. It's right. whatever. But, but like, let's say let's say we were married, right? Yeah. And one of us died, mm-hmm. and then we got remarried. Okay, that's different. Right. Obviously, like, obviously, I'm gonna keep this. Right. Like, I didn't choose to break up with this person like this. Right. Hmm. And like, if you don't see that this person's a part of my life, then. Well, I feel like you are part of my past, you know, even like, like you better still have a picture of me up with the kids in the house. So that the kids see me, even if we didn't have kids, mm-hmm. we, were, we were married. Yeah. Like I have a friend who isn't married, but they're like committed to each other for mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And if one of them were to pass or whatever, and they were to date someone else, I'm sure, I'm sure they would keep a picture of them yeah of, of you know i think that that's obviously a different situation right that's what i'm saying i'm sure For there's sure. but like in normal circumstances and like what a very 
tough situation because I've like yeah. thought about that before yeah. too. And I'm like, if something ever happened to you and then I did end up getting remarried, like that person better be supportive that me and the kids we are talk celebrating about this so much like that me and the kids are celebrating your birthday every year and that we're, you know what I mean? Like that you're yeah. still a part of our lives. We talk about this so much. And in the beginning, before we had kids, I said for sure I would get remarried. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would. Yeah. I don't think I would. You'd said that you had to so someone could take care of you. Yeah, but I don't think I would. And the kids. I don't think I would. I I actually, I would almost guarantee that I wouldn't. I would secretly go on dates. Yeah. And like just get the poison out. Oh my gosh. But as far as like having, I know. I wouldn't make my, I wouldn't make any deposits, but... Oh my I'd gosh. visit the bank. Babe, every single <laughs> term that you're using, you know, makes me cringe so much. I'd ha- I'd have to have intercourse. Okay. I would have to, and I would assume that you would too. But as far as like bringing a mother into my children's lives, I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would never introduce. Not that I would never. I don't see myself now with girls. Even with boys, mm-hmm. I don't see myself now with children bringing, and I, I can see where the value is. So if people are listening and they, and they have remarried see, and, and stuff. See, and I feel like I would rather you get remarried than be hooking up with some randoms. But they would never see them. Okay. I, for me, for me, and I don't know what's the right answer. Maybe they do need a mother figure. Maybe they do. You find yourself a good Christian woman. It does. It's not you though. I get it. I get it. So like that's what that's what scares me. I don't even like talking about this. Right. Obviously, it's super depressing. It is very depressing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can't really you can't say until you're for in sure. It. Or, right, right. Exactly. Because like I've told you, like I don't think I could ever get remarried. It's. I think it's funny how drastic my chain my shift has been from like for sure I would get remarried because I look at the girls I'm like they would need a mom, but then now I look at them I'm like but they need their mom. And they wouldn't. So it's like, you got to give them second best, I guess, and just get them a mom. But then it's like, do I have kids with this girl? Yeah, that's tough. Because once she has a child of her own, it's different. You don't know, though. You don't know for sure. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I think that you can. I think I would just, I think I would stay single. I think that you can love somebody else's kids like your own. I do. And here's the thing. I don't know if I could love. Let, let's say let's say you died and I had the girls and then I met a girl who her husband died or whatever and she had kids. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would love her kids. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I would just all I would be so obsessed and so focused on my girls i would not be able to like give any i wouldn't be able to give i think that's it too i wouldn't be able to i would feel so guilty for me and again mm-hmm. if this mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're in this situation i i don't know your situation i don't know what i would actually do but looking at it now i feel like i would just be so focused on them you know mm-hmm. that bringing somebody else in i would me personally feel guilty that I'm giving this new person attention and not that a hundred percent of my attention is going to my girls. Right. Yeah. You know? I could see that. I would see it for you because you're still young. Um, 
Not that I'm not. Babe, I'm young to like start shooting blanks. Okay. Okay. It's different for me. Um, I could see you just like waiting quite a while. Yeah. Until they're like married themselves. Well, I wouldn't think that long, but, um, but I mean, yeah, you could be in like your fifties and a young fifties. Yeah. And I would, have I would a get partner, a companion. Yeah. 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 yeah but um, once my girls are taken care of and but i'm no i i was saying i could see you waiting like 10 years or something like that not during their teen years no way that would be even worse they might want to see you being loved and right and that's the thing like is it is it my responsibility to get remarried because they need to see what it, i don't what, think that there's what a, a right what or a good wrong. i know i, don't I think, think it's your is. responsibility to if you find the right person and that feels right like don't not just because you have some weird hang up, but it's also not your responsibility if you're not finding the right person. You're just like, oh, I just need to get married so that they see this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no Dude, right or wrong answers. I hate, but I hate talking about this. Yeah. It makes me want to cry. Super. It makes depressing. me angry. It doesn't make me want to cry. It makes me angry. But then it should also make you appreciate life. I mean, none of us are guaranteed another day. Yeah, so it's like, hey, when when I'm like, hey, we should, you know, let me touch your butt today. <laughs> you, you should be like, yes. Babe, right? You, you last week, last week you were like, oh, Vito, I wish you just wouldn't touch me sexually. I'm like, you don't bite your tongue, woman, because if I didn't, like a lot of couples, mm-hmm. you would be like, oh, I wish he would just look at me like he desired me. Mm-hmm. And now I desire you too much, girl. You don't know Babe, it's what not, you have. It's not that I love when you randomly grab my butt or slap my butt. Um, which, by the way, now J- Jovi like always comes up and like slaps my butt and goes, goes "Give me that booty." Give me that booty, <laughs> which I've never said. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. Okay, well, she says it, and now she walks like Elsa, and, you know, yeah. and she's like. Shake a Buddha, shake a Buddha. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so it's it's more of the like random boob honking. Don't think of it as boob honking. It is That's a boob a honk. Terrib- no, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. It's more like it's things like that, massage. like me doing the dishes, and it's a hug from the back, <laughs> and instead of me wrapping my own arms, I'm just no, I just mm, no. N- you know you can slap my butt you can whatever it's i think that's really more what it is and also yeah then just i i'm just a giant piece of meat everybody in our family not jovi anymore since she really weaned but everyone just wants me for my body tula just, just wants to nurse all the just time want you for your you body. just want to have sex and it's like just like non i i just said you need to mix in some non-sexual touches which i have yes which are very much appreciated just like Give me a kiss without grabbing another part of my body or, you know, just like a nice, gentle, I appreciate you touch. Not, I appreciate you sexually. I appreciate you as a person and a mom and a wife. And I do tell you these things. Right. But I just like need that mixed in with the sexual touches. See, and I feel as if I do mix those in, but I mix them in with like a boob at the same time as you're humping me right right so it's like (laughs) i'm saying the things you want me to say why aren't you hearing them yeah 
That's why. Selective hearing, I guess. No. No, it needs to be separated from those things. Okay. Lesson learned. Which I talked about with that guy who's coming on the podcast, the baby proofing your relationship guy. You talked about what? Non-sexual touches in a relationship. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good episode. I'm sure. It is. Yeah. It'll be nice when it comes out. Um, but yeah, that's really all I had was the Xbox-ish What stuff. if I went on people's girls' podcasts and we talked about sexual touches? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start offering my services. What services? Is, is sexual healing and, and partners. <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm a re- i'm a i'm a relationship sex coach now mm. i'm gonna go on all these girls podcasts and talk about how to please your partner okay yeah. i think you'd be really good at that i i, I would be i know yeah. <laughs> i know you would yeah i think you're and they're gonna be like how do you please your wife and i'm like let me explain it to you <laughs> I think you would be an amazing sexpert and relationship coach. <laughs> what is a sexpert, babe? A sex expert. I am definitely not a sex expert. Um, I just burped in your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, bodily functions can happen sometimes. Everybody mm-hmm. burps. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of us are really passionate about relationships and hoping that people that we love are finding good ones and yeah. learning the tools to get through them. Cause it is hard. Like I just feel like there's not tons of relationships when you look around that you really look up to or that you look at people and you're like, wow, they have an awesome marriage. Like how many people, like if you're listening, how many couples do you know that like you'd look at them and be like, wow, they have right. an awesome marriage. Right. Like we don't know tons of people No. that we'd be like, I don't, I don't, wow, I'd I want a marriage like that. Yeah. I don't think there's many, out there i think it's i think too it's tough because if you look at generational things like each generation right is different like my grandparents well and even culturally culturally like, generationally like there's there's problems with just how you look at the opposite sex yeah generationally mm-hmm, culturally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then there's like how you look at kids you know be seen and not heard or whatever it's right. like so there's going to be obvious relationship blocks there. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it is tough to see like, oh, hey, yeah, they have a good marriage or they have a good positive relationship. But relation, I definitely, dude, it's definitely one of my top focuses. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone's like, oh, I'm proposing or what, I'm like, okay, well, let's, I, I know you a little bit. I know you enough for me to ask you hard questions now because this is no joke. Right. Especially uh, my first question is, do you guys both want a family? Do you mm-hmm. both want kids? And if the answer is no, then it's like, all right, cool. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't remember what I was watching or seeing the other day, but it was like one of them wanted kids. The other one didn't, but they still got together. You're because watching like an English show. It was like an English dating show or something. Oh yeah. And they, they still ended up staying together and like, being convinced that they were going to convince the other one of like eventually he'll want to have kids that stuff stresses me it's like why are you doing this you're 23 years old get out 
find somebody new. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I don't know from the outside looking in, I think so, but I genuinely feel like we have an amazing rocking marriage. Yeah. Hold us accountable because we're going to make a, a relationship course. Yes. And we're very excited about it. And we are, we are, we are an authority to do the course. We are both trained in communication and relationships. Mm-hmm. And although we have like a fun podcast and it's fun and we talk, you know, we joke around a bunch. Um, there is a method to our madness. There is for sure. So we're going to make a course and it's going to be, it's going to be fun mm-hmm. and it's going to include sexperts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hold us accountable because we're going to make it. Yeah. And then we're going to be on Oprah. Does Oprah still have a show? I don't think so, babe. I think she does. Okay. I don't know. I think it's just on a different network. Um, well, she has her own TV network now. Oh. Yeah, but I think she has a, a show, like a book club show, I think. Oh, yeah, I think it's so. It's not the same Oprah mm-hmm, show, but it's mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah, but we're really excited about it. I think that we've done like so much self-work on ourselves and then, you know, going through different programs and, um, yeah, it's just... We already started working on it. We just need to finish it. It's just... I feel like we're both passionate about it because of a lot of things that people say to us. Like we've mentioned before in here, like the, just wait till this happens, just wait till that happens. And then marriage gets really hard and this and that. And we're like, how come it hasn't gotten really hard from us for us? Like what, what are we doing differently? But also like, what have we learned? What does research even show? Right. Cause it's not like we don't argue. It's not like we're all rainbows and butterflies. Like that's not it. But we don't really fight. No, I know, but I think, yeah, we definitely don't really fight. But what I guess the solution we're offering is not, oh, here's how you have a blissful marriage. It's like, no, this is how, these are true, tried and true ways. These are factual, data-driven things that you can do to have a stronger, more positive relationship. Mm-hmm. That you will grow together and not apart. Mm-hmm. That you'll, you know, have, you know, you'll stay on the same path and you'll, because there's nothing, the only constant is change. And we're constant, like who you are is not who I married. Right. And that's what you hear a lot is, oh, this person, this person isn't the person I married. Well, clearly it's not. You've had three kids and, you know, three failed businesses and you lost your job four times. It's like, of course we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal mm-hmm. is to be the same people. The goal is to commit yourself to each other, to create a life together, to create a family, to grow as a family and to grow together. Yeah. And to enjoy death. it. Right. And to right. enjoy it, to have fun. Like we don't want to be just roommates. Right. Like I, I married you because we were, you know, it was, that's who I chose at that time. Mm-hmm. But I also chose you because we were choosing each other and each other's future. Right. It wasn't like I'm choosing you now be the same person forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I understand this commitment is going to be a lot of change. You understand this commitment is going to be a lot right. of change. And we are committed to working together mm-hmm. and collaborating and staying curious and just wanting to do life together. 
Right. And doing life means change. Right. But right. you'll hear that a lot, right? I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard it. Oh, they're not the same person I married. Well, it's like, clearly. clearly. Right. Like, are like you, you? You thought they were, right. You're not the same person. Are you the same person right. you were 10 years ago? And I think that though your values and morals, those types of things stay the same. Unless there's like some crazy traumatic or life-changing event where and that's a part of our course where you know something happens and i'm like okay i no longer think this or whatever right but um but i think at our core there's we're still the same right but obviously so much has changed like my mentality and how i think and do things now is completely different as a mom Mm -hmm. than as a single person with no kids yeah completely different right i didn't have an ounce of anxiety in my body before i had children right not a care in the world yeah i do now life (laughs) Life changes yeah i do have those things and finding balance and yeah going through even identity crises like becoming a father becoming a mother like those types of things or even a job change like you go from working to being a stay-at-home mom or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like these things change. Yeah. And a part of the course is how to how to adapt mm-hmm. during those changes. Because even like you were on a, a podcast with a, a mother and a father or a husband and wife and they had kids. And you can tell it was traumatic for the husband. And he was asking you questions like, well, what do you see with the husbands after traumatic like birth? postpartum, yeah. yeah. And because it is something that isn't talked about. But it is something that there are mm-hmm. tools, there mm-hmm. are ways you can work through what what do you call it? identity crises or like mm-hmm. hey you're a dad now well i think that that's also something How, that's like what? not taken into consideration for the male counterparts with the adjusting rules in family because mm-hmm. i think obviously postpartum there's not enough support for women there's not enough support at all there's so much that has changed and yes husbands need to be a lot more sensitive to things going on but we also have to recognize, holy crap, now you're responsible for me and a child. Right. You have a child to protect now. Like that has to be mind blowing. And not only a child to protect, you have a, a wife who's recovering from birth, mm-hmm. who's figuring out how to feed this kid, keep, you know, uh, sleep deprived, all these different things. And you're kind of trying to hold the glue together. Right. You're, and you're, you're not doing anything right right like you so know as, according like, to her <laughs> right exactly so like you're in it right like as the mom you're in it you're, right you're completely like, absorbed you're completely absorbed and i'm just a an observer a bystander i see what's i'm just observing i have no control right and i i have to do whatever i can do like you said to hold everything together and i know nothing about what's going on Mm -hmm. it's like literally throwing someone blindfolded in a circle of lions and being like all right tame these things Mm -hmm. and you're like i have never even seen a lion right you know what are you talking about and you have to it's not an option you have to and you can't avoid it you can't run away you can't i mean you can but then you like do bad decisions you start drinking or whatever you just become an absentee father which is not what i want to do right so it's very it can be very um yeah stressful and then if you don't have a good relationship 
or you don't have someone to talk to or you don't have someone to help you work through things, then you start growing apart. And the goal is to grow together. Right. Mm-hmm. So I that's why we're making the course. And we just need you guys to... Hold us accountable. Keep us... Yeah, because it's, it's so much information. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll have like... We'll see. We'll see how it come, rolls out. How but I love it. It's like, if I could do that for a living, if I can just talk to couples, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how I would approach it, but I, I just love talking to couples. I know you and, do. And seeing how they argue and seeing how they, what they like about each other, what they don't like about each other. If we could, dude, if it was our job to just go on double dates, <laughs> that would be so much fun. What a really cool job. That would be so much fun. A really cool job. But then at some point you'd have to like break off. You just talk to him. I just talk to her, you know. We would have dinner. We would go out. Yeah. We would go like bowling or something. Mm-hmm. Then we would go get dinner. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. And then afterwards, I'd go grab a drink with him or something. You'd grab a drink with her or whatever. Yeah. We yeah. Smoke a cigar or something. Gross. Yeah. Go smoke a joint. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, really dig in. Like, hey, this is this is how you step up. Yeah. This is how you take back your, you know, your relationship. Mm-hmm. Dude, we should do it. That would be a really cool thing. How do we even start that? We just did. All right, so if anybody out there wants to go on a double date with us and we and will, have us we will coach evaluate you guys. You. <laughs> no, we're not going to judge you. We're going to we're going to listen, we're going to get to know you and then we're going to help you identify basically the blocks that you guys have in your relationship and and where you, where you can step up to to get it back to a thriving, happy, successful mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. We are down. We will do this. Yeah. Double date style double date style do it put it on the website in the chicago area yeah we should double date for hire (laughs) get life coached through dinner dude we should do it i love this idea me too all right so uh, again xbox relationships yeah let us know yeah All right. Have a good week, month, year. Who knows when we'll be back? Get out of here. It's hard with two kids. Yeah. It was so much easier putting one to bed. Yeah. We're all right. And we're also been going to bed earlier. And like, it's been so nice just to unwind for a little bit and go to sleep. Yeah. So. I like it very much. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, I'm not so interested in the Xbox, but there is a box i'm interested in oh my gosh get out of here okay tonight okay all right (laughs) bye guys